We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You are listening to My Talk 1071. It's the station for everything entertainment, and we are Bradley and Dawn. We have Hi. some adventures to go on right now. One of our adventures is it's not a book club, book club. We are reading and listening to, or listening to Spare, which is Prince Harry's memoir. Yeah, we're reading it with our ears. Yes, yes. Because uh, it's just how I roll, man. It's I, it's hard to get through what the, the equivalent, the audio equivalent, like words apparently (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's from that that uh warner brothers lunch uh it's it's hard to get through the equivalent of 400 and some odd pages without like putting it in my ears because i just can't walk around with a book throughout the day no but i can put it on in my car that's right and you listen to it when you cook meals on sundays Sundays. <laughs> Sundials. Uh, <laughs> Sundials. You guys. Uh, when I'm walking the zog. Yeah, no. So I've got about 45 oh. minutes left. I wanted to finish it today, you guys, but I just couldn't get there. But I'm telling you, I don't know, Mike, how you felt. But for me, like the last three, four hours of this book of the 14 total are really where it's at in terms of pay- my paying attention and my being like invested in learning like what's actually going on. And that might have something to do with the fact that that picks up where I think uh, many of us picked up the story when we learned that they had fled the UK and uh, went off to Canada. So we're now getting the story behind that story. It seems like the headlines and what everyone really gravitated to from a uh, news standpoint and what they decided that this is going to be what we focus on, that all came from the area you're talking about of the book. The first uh, two-thirds of it, not yeah. really much, was newsworthy with the exception of a really cold penis. Other than that, it was. Uh, <laughs> it seemed like everything they kind of grabbed was was from this part. You, I mean, we have enjoyed the book, right, John? Mm-hmm. I don't know where you're at right now, but is there anything that you wanted to check in and tell the room? Oh, well, I just, I know there've been conversations about some people not enjoying the military part of the book, and Mm. I really, really love it. It makes me want to, uh, it just makes me want to tell him, you are, because I've read this book, your identity is a soldier, a father, and a husband. So all of this other stuff that bothers you, I see you as a soldier, because of how much you love the military and a patriotic person who wants to serve their country. Yeah. You know, and was just, you know, it's just unbelievable that how he was targeted by the Taliban. They found out he was going to be coming over to Afghanistan. And like, they're like, we're coming for you. Mm-hmm. We're going to take him out. And so it, it put all the other soldiers around him in danger. And so they had to remove him once some stupid tabloid, you know, 
printed something about where he was. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I, I'm getting to parts where he's, you know, going through relationships and, and things like that. So I'm still sort of in the middle of the book. I will say by the time you get towards the end, again, we're talking about Spare Prince Harry's memoir. And I'm sure uh, if you've not read it, or if you haven't really thought about it, this really does just give you a very clear-eyed account of how this all played out. And it's not that I don't understand that Harry has his own motivations and his own perspective and his own opinions and his own motives, right? Like, I get all of that. And I'm not saying he's, like, the perfect person and hasn't. He but, admits that, too. Hmm? He admits that, too. Oh, he's sure. Not, yeah. But I think some people just think, like, oh, enough already. Here's the thing. We've not heard from him. And when you start to hear how like just imagine what it would be like to have your family you know your family's like oh yeah no i love you everything's great and it's all good but every decision that they make ends up not being in your interest and they're like i don't know what you're talking about and it's like this weird gaslighting on a level that i can't imagine it's so because there are all terrible. these because it's not just the family the family may wish him well and want all the best and may want him to have the chance to do all of these things that he wants to do when it comes to him and megan but there are all these other people connected to his family that is like the people in between the pre- like the royal uh, courtiers yes they're press secretaries they're, yeah. they're royal courtiers all of those folks they are invested in making sure that their jobs, their roles, their institution, and by you know extension, the media, because they're in a relationship together, are protected. And so, like, your own family is not even really truly in control of the decisions that they have to make. So, like, his grandmother, for example, he's, like, you know, going to her and, like, I want to be able to, like, do something different because this is just out of control. And she's like, okay, you can do that. And then people find out and they're like, well, I can't do that. And because so then that they, makes our guy look bad. And so then they get in the way and they start, you know, re- essentially reminding the family like he can't do that. And so then the family's like, oh, I guess you can't do that. Because it does make my image look bad. And okay, so, well, we'll just tell lies. We'll just let the yeah. tabloids run with stories that makes him look bad. I oh, mean, yeah. the, the book could have been his, called Scapegoat. His own. Yeah, his own mother-in-law. Truthfully, Camilla Man. Oof. 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 I haven't gotten she, to much Camilla yet. Mike, I don't know how you felt, but she truly, to protect her own image and that of her status as the future queen, has her fingers in all sorts of gossip. She shares all sorts of stuff with the media, right? Yeah, she has to be because, like, they kind of talk about at one point, they don't know how else this information will be getting there because she's the only one with access to that information. And nobody else sees it. They're all like, she would never do that. Exactly. But literally by, you know. I mean, he knows. He does the math. He's like, I, for example, in one of the statements, he puts in details. Then those details show up in the media and there's only one path by which those details could have been revealed and it's her. Oh, boy. That is just... It grows on a whole nother level. Okay. I wanted you to make sure you had time to get to the story that Hmm. you had about their, the people that they work with. That is Harry and Meghan working with their Archwell Foundation people. Yes. They, they developed the Archwell organization when they left. And this is a a charity organization that helps a lot of different groups and people. So um, they have cut ties with executives who played a major role in that organization. Some of their big, biggest projects, like uh, the producer who oversaw the Netflix docuseries, Harry and Megan, he's out. Um, 
then you had the a woman named Farrah Taylor. She was the marketing campaign lead for Harry and Meghan, the Archetypes podcast that Meghan has, and Harry's memoir, Spare. She was the marketing campaign lead. So she is traditioning out of her role later this year. Yeah. So, so clearly there are a bunch of close people that they've been working with that are leaving. What does that say, do you think? I think that they want to be more involved and more in control of how those two things work. I mean, when you don't have a producer for your next Netflix series saying these are the decisions I'm making and you're trusting that person, then you're making the decision because it also says that neither of those people will be replaced. Ah, I see what you're saying. So it's not that they necessarily didn't like those people per se. It's that they want to be in more, they want to be in control themselves in terms of determining what, what I gets think included. So. I mean, it only makes sense to me or when things are released because he did fight back about when, when the queen died, he did fight back about the release of his book and also Harry and Meghan. He wanted to kind of push that off and they said, no, it's coming out. Sorry. We already have a schedule for this. Mm. There's another person who has left and that's Ashley Hansen. That is Megan and Harry's global press secretary. Um, so yeah, they, you know, it's, it's kind of like a four or five different people who have left and are transitioning out and then they have replaced them with other people. Oh, wait, they have replaced them. Yes, uh, a woman named Miranda Barbeau was named director of okay, global so communications. Then, and then you wonder if these secretary. people had like a difference of opinion, if there was personality uh, yeah, it conflict. Seems like that. It does. They're like, we're replacing you with someone else, but you're transitioning on, is the way they put it. Uh, they have new people who are um, new hires as head of podcasts for the Archbell Foundation, the philanthropic arm. All right. Well, um, we're going to see where that ends up. I, I I don't know enough, to be quite honest with you, about the work that they've been doing recently to understand if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But when we return, Don, you read a book from Alan Cumming that talked about his life and you were fascinated by it. But there's a story. He apparently returned uh, his Order of the British Empire, his OBE. And you're going to tell us why that happened when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Hero. You got a problem with your furnace? Hey, if you do and you need Hero out to the home, just give them a call. Head to callhero.com. They'll come out super quick at a time that works best for your schedule. And if you call right now, you're going to get $57 off that repair. $57 off that repair. Just let them know that Bradley sent you. And I'm telling you, when it comes to stuff around the house, whether it's, you know, heating, cooling, drains, electrical, air duct cleaning, plumbing, Hero can help better than anyone. I know that firsthand because Hero has been out to our home multiple times for different issues. We initially had Hero out to the home because we had a bathroom drain that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't stop getting clogged. Well, they came out, fixed it the first time, and we haven't had a problem since. When it comes to heating, they can give you a furnace tune-up or help if you have a furnace problem. Whatever the issue, Hero can be there. Just give them a call today. Call Hero.com. And don't forget that $57 off if you mention my talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Uh, we were just talking about Spare and the British. And I have a story um, from Britain. Alan Cumming, who is British. No, I'm sorry, he's Irish. Uh, he surprised the world because he returned 
his OBE, which is um, the Officer of the British Empire Award. He received this in 2009 uh, during the Queen's birthday. And what it is is that um, it's the most excellent order of British Empire is um, they have a list of people that they're going to going to award this to. It's not just one person who wins it in a year, but they have different categories to say that you, we want you to represent CBE, this category. CBE, MBE. Mm-hmm. Yes. Et cetera, so, et cetera. Yes. So he, it's, this was for his activism work in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so he started reflecting once the queen died on representing the British Empire. So he actually decided to, when the Queen died, um, give back the honor and say, I don't want to represent mm, the British Empire okay. anymore. Um, now he decided that in so that he can control the narrative, you know, this is eventually going to come out because he's a celebrity. Uh, and, you know, the tabloids love everything that's just delicious and, you know, juicy over there. The Queen's death, he said on social media, the Queen's death and the ensuing conversations about the role of monarchy and especially the way the British Empire profited at the expense and death of indigenous peoples across the world really opened my eyes. He added that uh, LGBTQ laws have improved in the 14 years since it was given and the great good the award brought the community back in 2009 is less potent than the misgivings associated with the toxicity of the empire. So we uh, found a lot of this out in Harry and Meghan. Um, do you remember um, about Alan talking Cumming? about, no, 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 about the British empire and Harry sort of learning oh, yeah. what well, it I mean, meant, like, you know, you know yeah. once he started representing and, and going on the queen's behalf to some of these countries, it made him uncomfortable because he started to learn about, what did we do to oppress these people yeah. and enslave these people back in the day? And it's just, you know, you've even seen it on the crown, how these countries want to be independent and, and not be ruled by the British Empire. Yeah, because, you know, they did worship the queen and, you know, not worship like a deity, but a lot of these British Empire, these countries, they really did love the visits from the monarchy and cherish them but now this is a different world and he wanted to make a point do you think that it would have served him better to stay to to receive this award and then educate people as an ambassador i think it's it's probably very symbolic for him and i feel like it was something uh that he you know just felt like he couldn't we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Continue to, to have as a part of his character, and so to return that felt important to him, and... I think, you know, that's awesome. And when it, whenever anybody is thoughtful about their own, the, the way that they move through the world, I'm here for that. So he had a thoughtful moment and, mm. you know, revisited like the best. honor. And yeah. like the way he talks about it, it sounds totally, I mean, I totally get it. 
And I imagine he's probably not the first person who's done that. But yeah, like I can understand why somebody would not want to feel like they were a part of the British Empire, especially, um, you know, especially if you know history and Mm. or understand, you know, what British colonialism has done throughout the world. So, yeah, that that makes total sense. But there are some people, too, who, you know, I'm sure understand that and accept it, but also are willing to accept the award. So. I think, again, the fact that he had a reasoned, thoughtful approach about it, that's, you know, that's a good thing. I would like yeah. to encourage more of that in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has a great book I wanted to bring up if um, anybody is interested. It's it's called Not My Father's Son, which sounds kind of harsh. But um, he started writing it because he went on a genealogy show in 2010. Who do you think you are? He, yes. And, and he hoped to solve a mystery uh, about his family. So his maternal grandfather, Tommy Darling, had disappeared into the Far East after World War II. Alan's mother knew very little about him. Um, He had been a courier. And so there's some revelations that he finds out about his past. So his mother's father, basically, uh, there's there's a lot of mystery with that. So and that's in the book. It is in the book. So he had these secrets to share and it just relives. I'm sorry, he's Scottish, not Irish. He, it relives his, his stories growing up in Scotland and his, he grew up in, it's just such a rural part of Scotland. It's just almost like you're reading a storybook. You're like, okay, you imagine these things as he's describing them. And he did have a lot of um, abuse that happened Mm -hmm. by his father, just Mm -hmm. a lot of beatings and, You just really, you get to know him as, like, it's just written so well. And um, it was really moving. I I just Hmm. really enjoyed the book. Yeah, no, he's a great actor, so. Yes, yes. I'm Um, not surprised. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that for him, this decision is a good thing. I did wonder, would it serve him well to actually also just still be this ambassador and have this? but also educate people and use it as a platform. Like this is what I have, you know, and so now I'm going to let people know what I found out about the British empire, but it sounds like it's just better for him all around. Yeah, no, I mean, Hey, look, he accepted it at a time when he thought that was uh, something worthwhile. And then he thought differently and was like, Hey, I think I've done my work and now I'm going to send this back. And I don't know how that actually works, but um, you yeah, know, did he go to Buckingham Palace? And, like, here's my and MBE, knock on the door and or OBE. go. Was he an OBE? OBE, yeah. yes. Which I think is the one right under being like a, a like a a lord, a lord or a lady, lady, right? Well, I think that he's also great. If you haven't ever watched The Good Wife, he's so good in that too. I just really, you know, we sort of know him as jumping on the scene. As well, I do as a theater person in cabaret. Mm, sure, you know, yeah, as uh, the lead role. But uh, yeah, really great actor. All right, and what's the name of his? Do you have his? Uh, what's his memoir? Yes, it's called "Not My Father's Son." Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Hey, when we come back, we've got some Britney news. We're finally getting the real statement from Britney on Twitter. That one she did last week, that was not her. But (laughs) I'm still no clearer on whether the Instagram Britney is the real Britney or the Twitter Britney is the real. Because you've gone back and forth even since Friday. I know. It's a journey. And I'm going to take you on that roller coaster when we return right here on My Talk 107.1.
My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. The Adventures of Bradley and Don. Bradley is exploring. Uh, if you just joined us, we did the menu from uh, Warner Brothers Studio 1941. We got their menu thanks to Holly Roberts. And you are exploring papaya. There was, I, something... there was a drink I said. Poppy ah. Poppy ah. Poppy ah. Poppy ah, which is it's spelled that way like pa, p i, and then an a. And it's listed under but, citrus fruit drinks. And Mike was like, no, you boobs. It's papaya. It's <laughs> what right. it seemed like. And, we and so I Googled it, and it turns out it's actually papaya soda. There was a papaya oh soda gosh. back in the day called P A P I A. Gosh, okay. That was, uh, scintillating. It says the melon that grows on trees. Anyway, I don't love papaya. Listen, I, I love you. papaya. I don't. What it don't you like about rotten it? to me? Like a rotten fruit. Oh, yeah. Rotten fruit. Rotten. Rotten fruit. Yeah. Anywho, should, speaking of rotten fruit, should we talk about all the hate online directed at our good friend Britney Spears? Just leave Britney alone. You should leave Britney alone because everybody, uh, well, she's everybody's on Britney's case, but we're finally hearing from Britney herself. But I, you guys, I am so not. I don't know what we're dealing with here, but let me share with you a story. Remember how last week Britney disappeared from the Instagram. And then we got this weird message on Twitter that was uh, very, like, thoughtful, well-written, punctuated appropriately with no emojis, right? Yes. Yes. And so we were like, that doesn't sound like Britney, right? It was just, it was very, like, publicity statement. Like, as everyone knows, the police were called to my home. Because that was the main story last week after she disappeared from Insties. Right, which has happened many times before where she's taken her Instagram down. Why did people but react But there was an allusion way? to 911 in the post, oh, the last sure. post before she left. And some fans got a little zealous and decided to call the police. Mm-hmm. They went out to her house, allegedly, supposedly. And then we got this response. But the response didn't sound like the Britney we know and love on Instagram. But then, on but then twi- you did question whether or not that was know, the real Britney, and like, that because you also think that possibly Britney's Instagram—he's—he's he's tired of himself. You should see his face. I'm just because he it's, thought that it's a was real Britney, and then like it proved that the Instagram Britney is fake, and it's all to make her look like she isn't oh. well. So then she goes on Twitter over the weekend and says the following. Now tell me if this sounds like Insta Britney or Twitter Britney. Yep, that's me. I'm alive and well. Because there's a video of her dancing. Yep, that's me. Dot, dot, dot. I'm alive and well. But not really convinced on these health juices. Juice emoji. I mean, there are so many exclamation point three times. Yoga and chest call me. Yoga pose. I do it inside, outside, wherever I fancy. This is me at the gym living my best life. uh, Lifting weights emoji. Exclamation point. And then a bunch of other ones. Anyway. That's like the Britney from Instagram, right? Yeah, it is. And that's I don't know if that's the real Britney or not, but that's the Britney we know and love from Instagram. So what do you, what do you think? I'm confused. Oh, oh man. I I'm confused too. Is it like, uh-oh, she made a real statement. Somebody pointed out, I can't remember who, one of our my talkers said um that that in court the statements that she read she was very coherent. Yes, that was uh, Panda, I think. Panda. Like, the, her testimony in court was very well thought out. It the was. She sounded she so... It, it did not sound like Instagram Britney. Now, I didn't actually see the her physically reading that. I only heard clips of it. 
what I'm assuming she was reading off of a paper. Somebody could have helped her yeah. with that, just yeah. like a speechwriter, yeah. you know, to get her thoughts together because it's an emotional thing for her. And you can understand how just going off the cuff, you want to make sure that all of your points are in there. Um, but well, also, like, think about what you and I sound like on the radio versus Brittany what you on and, Instagram, what <laughs> thank you, <laughs> what you and I would sound like in court. Or what you and I would sound like at the DMV. Mm-hmm. Or what you and I would sound like at the tax office. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not the tax office, because we'd probably sound like we do right now. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. A, yeah, one there's a public can... self and a sort of like the way you act around your friends as opposed to if you were on a jury. The way I am at the gym versus the way I am, you know, here. here well, there's not that much difference. Oh, gosh, but I was going to say, what's Jim Bradley? <laughs> Yeah, let's get swole. No. <laughs> what if I was that like Jim? Oh my bro. god! And Mike, you and I could just be <laughs> like be peeking through and videoing him. Be bro Bradley <laughs> like hulking out. <laughs> bro Brad. Broad. They call me broad. The broad. broad. Hey broad. <laughs> hey broad. You hey, want to go live? You want to go swole? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. What's your PR, broad? <laughs> what can you bench? <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, but my, my point is like that we we can all we all contain multitudes. So maybe this is just a case of where this is all Britney, mm-hmm. right? Maybe there's not a big conspiracy. No, no. What, what is my life? <laughs> oh no! We just want you, not you, but we want all of these people out there who are looking at her every word and trying to see some type of a riddle that's mm. a personal. Anytime you think a celebrity is giving you a personal message to save them, they're not. Yeah. You know, like it is, no. Yeah. It's not if happening. you feel like a celebrity is speaking directly through you, and you need to or take to you action, on social media. Like stop your day from eating your grapefruit salad on the couch to, to, to call the police and say, please go check on her. You may even go up to her gates just to make sure peek in there. Stop it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been that person? I don't mean specifically with a celebrity, but you've found yourself engaging in... Beha- I'm putting you on the spot, I realize. Okay, let me think here. Engaging uh, in what? Engaging in irrational behavior that you're like, I clearly am yes. not of sound mind at this Yeah, moment. for sure. Oh, yeah, I know I've done that. So I, I can't, can't think really... of anything off the top of my head, but... Oh, I've like... When I suspected my boyfriend of cheating on me, I followed him once to oh see God, if he really was where he said he was going to go. And... He wasn't there. He wasn't where he said he was going to be. Did you confront him? Um, No. No, I didn't. Because I felt like if I did that, I would have to admit that I followed him. (laughs) Did you ever admit it? Is this the first place you've admitted it? Yeah, I think (gasps) so. I mean, because I felt creepy. I'm not as somebody that goes through someone's phone. It's unacceptable. How how much younger were you? I don't snoop through um, 36. (laughs) I think that's allowed. Or 37 to, I, I dated him when I was 36 to 40. Okay. So, you know. All right. Towards the end of that. So almost wow. 40. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say like 20 something me definitely would have been digging through someone's trash to mm. prove a point. 
I didn't want to go through his, I didn't go through his things yeah, yeah. why he wasn't home or anything like that. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't cross those lines. I don't go through someone's phone. Yeah. It's not my business. Luckily, I didn't live at a time when that was even an option. Uh huh. Cause you would have done it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, there was a really irrational side of me again in my early 20s where, you know, and again, it's so dumb because it's such a waste of effort, right? Like if you think somebody's cheating on you, and the one situation I can think of, the person was cheating on me. So surprise. So if you think, think that they probably are you don't need to like follow them do like detective work yeah and then i felt so bad and guilty for fo- for following oh, him oh god no um yeah. i don't think you should and then i'm like i'm going to stop following him cuz he's not going the direction towards his best friend's house at all i don't know how we ended up here um we were i don't know oh you but, asked me if i had ever done anything irrational yeah mike so like if you find yourself being irrational <laughs> have mike have you been irrational um yeah i'm a minnesota sports fan Oh, what did you say? <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying, like, oh, just for the Vikings. Oh. By definition, being a sports fan, you literally are, like, risking your integrity and your health and your mental well-being on yes. something that you have no control over whatsoever. So, yes, to answer your question, I have been okay. every single year. It's under- year long. It, uh, but again, to your point, Dawn, if you find yourself wanting to pick up the phone and call 911 because of a celebrity you don't actually know, mm. you should probably just put the phone down and call someone. Yeah, yeah. Right, true, like a true, friend. True. Yep. Yeah. And if they met you one time, like in an elevator or something, <laughs> don't bring it up if you meet them later and go, do you remember me? You would do that. No, I would not. You don't think you'd be like, do you remember, do you remember the one me? time, one time I, was in the I was in the Waldorf <laughs> oh, Astoria and you said my hair bow was pretty and then you got out of the elevator. Do you remember that? It's me again. <laughs> Makes you think of Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live when he would do that. Do you, do you, remember do you, that one time? You, yeah. Do you remember that? In the movie when you, the yeah, thing with the cool. hair. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. So I, I don't think we're any further down the road of understanding what's going on with Britney because now her Instagram is back. Now she is posting on Twitter as well. So now we've got extra we've work. We've got two people, two different oh, Britneys. I think it might just all be Britney and she just needs a time out for right now. <laughs> yeah. Just girl, go enjoy your life. And you know, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying be careful. Cause I think there are still people around her that are not, that don't have her best interest at heart. If it isn't her, there's somebody in control of her social media. And she lets that person write. Maybe Either she knows and she's like, like, can you post this for me? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know but uh, about social media. Like, even if she does have access to her own social media, I just feel like there are still people around from the old days that are not good news. Oh, of course. Wink, wink. Okay. Speaking of good news, I don't know who's going to win when we come back, but one of us is going to walk away richer with points. Because Mike's going to spin his game show roulette wheel. We'll play a game, and one of us will walk away a winner. The other, a terrible, sad loser. <laughs> Find out which is which when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, and an enormous apple. Big ass apple. It is. Oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, this is the end of the show already. I have so much fun with you guys that every day I'm amazed. Mm-hmm. At 2.45 that it's time for Game Show Roulette yes! with Mike. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. 
Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Yes, it's time to kick off another week. Last week, Bradley was able to uh, create some separation. He has a 10 to 8 overall lead for the year for the existence of the show. And Don, you did get a win right before the end of the year with your match game, which, by the way, you've never lost, which is very impressive. Hello! Let's spin the wheel and figure out what we are going to play today. Come on, big bucks, no whammies. Rose. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yes! We're going to the future game shows once future again. Future game show! And we are going to be playing a game that I know Bradley loved, and I know the listeners loved as well. Pop Culture's Missing Letter! Woo-hoo! Oh, I'm going to do really great today. Hey, you are going to do great today. I believe in you. We're going to change it up a little bit, because the combative, um, <laughs> bullying nature of how we were playing the games... Um, <laughs> Was it was was it didn't sit right with me and I felt oh. bad that Donna you felt bad or excuse me Don you excuse felt bad me. Oh, sorry wow. I slipped out I'm out oh, good job oh my way God. to impress for the record that is the first time I've done that and considering <laughs> I do two hours on their time. show yes, and then I do three true. hours here I I'm okay that that's the first time I apologize and Donna. I, you know, I it's a you. compliment to be called Donna. Mm. I agree. Okay, here we go. We're going to get things started here with Pop Culture's Missing Letter. Now, again, reminding listeners how we play this game. I'm going to give you a clue. And, for example, I'll take one that we did last time. Uh, this Canadian's, Canadian God Plan rapper got his start on Degrassi, but is most useful in the fall to clean the yard. Now, you take a letter off of the correct answer, you get rake. Yes. Drake, rake. Drake, rake. Remember, Don, you got this one, the Australian Highway to Hell band that is an authority on communicable disease. That'd be... Ah! CDC instead of ACDC. So there you go. That's how it works. Now, how I want to change it up a little bit just for some more fun. How about I give you guys the clue, then we take a beat. We both just take a second. (laughs) You guys think of the answer. And then I'll count down from three, and then you both say it at the same time. Oh, and then because we'll, we'll be able to tell if you guys are right or wrong. Okay, sure. Obviously. I like that. I think this I like will be a this. fun way to do it. Okay? Because honestly, when I would ring in, I yeah. didn't know the answer nope. yet, and yeah. I would, would take sit there time and to. And this also is going to give the it. listeners a chance to play along as well, and not because Bradley actually is unbelievably good at this game, so he caught on just super super quick. So here we go. We're going to start the first. The first category <laughs> is music. That just means you have an opportunity to take down. The, the master of this game, Don. Okay. And I think you can do it. Here we go. Good Music point. is going to be the first category. We've got okay. three in the first round, three in the second round, and three in the fourth or third round if we can get to it. Okay. First cat or first clue. Listeners, again, play along at home. An accurate name. Now don't say anything. Yep, we're we're going to take a beat and mm-hmm. then I'll count down and then you give me your answer. Okay. An accurate name for Chris Martin's band if they're still performing in 2055. Now again, take a letter out of the band name <laughs> and then give the answer. Okay. We'll give you our answers in three, two, one. Old play! Boom! You yes, both got it queen. right. Good job. So you each get a point there. Second one. Here we go. I'm just going to do that thing where I hear her and I go, uh, if I don't know. <laughs> you got to say it at the exact same time. If there's a delay, no, it's, it counts as a long. Jim Morrison's band would be especially useful if the motor on your boat goes out. Three, two, one. The oh, oars. oars. The oars. Nicely done. You both got that one right. I got it because I said the. Oh, please. Oh, Calm down, <laughs> ma'am. They do get a little harder. I made them a little more tough yeah, that we're doing were it this easy. way. So we're, we're getting through them. Uh, while washing your car, purple rain could be used to do this before drying. Three, two, one. Rinse. Oh. oh Don nails Don, it. Don, you got it. I was like, what? Rinse. <laughs> 
So Bradley is uh, purple trailing rinse. Here. I got purple it. Purple rain can be used. Look at you, John. Purple rinse. Uh, no, it's paw rinse. Take out the paw. You got rinse. All right, rinse. We will move on now Repeat. to round oh, nice. number two. Look These are all movies, and Dawn oh, movies. Okay. has a three to two lead. Whatever. Movies. movies, you said? Movies this okay. time around. Here we go. Boobies. Luke and Vader undercut each other to win the bid of a parking lot resurfacing contract in this film. Three, two, one. Tar Wars! Wars. <laughs> Nicely done. There you go. These are uh, thank you. Uh, we'll keep it going here. Uh, this one. Simba avenges his father's death by defending his uncle and becoming the lead atom that carries a positive or negative <laughs> electronical charge that results from losing or gaining one or more electrons. <laughs> Three, yes. two, one. Ion King! The Ion King. Nicely done. Oh God, right. You need to lose one. Hurry up and lose. All right. So, so right now it's... It's Don with a four to three lead. Last one here in round number two, which is movies. This powerful Tom Hanks prison drama has takeout and delivery specials on their delicious pizza. Three, two, one. Philadelphia. <laughs> you both missed um, that one. Shank Redemption. Tom Hanks wasn't in Shawshank Redemption. Oh. <laughs> prison? Philadelphia. That would be the Green Mill. Oh, oh my no. God! You take E off of the Green Mile, oh, you I get that the one. Green Mill. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're moving on to actors, and Don still has a lead. So all you have to do is match him these final three, Don, and you will win. Okay. Come on, Don. Lewis. Let's see. Here we go. Stop it. Uh, I won't tell you what the tiebreaker is. Because movies again. Boobies? This is actors. <laughs> oh, actors. Actors. I could never said boobies yeah, today. You, you just no, you have. Okay. Oh, okay. All right, we'll start this one off with actors. We're cruising here on this, so let's just take a second here. Actors? And again, the overall standings. <laughs> saying the same word over again. 10, 10 to 8. It is uh, Bradley leading the way, 10 to 8, but Don leads here. Overall. Oh. Overall, yes. But you're but winning as far as so far. This, uh, this game goes, you have a 4-3 uh, to three lead heading into the final round. Here we go. Actors. This four-time Oscar-nominated Dark Knight enjoys beer brewed using warm fermentation method, resulting in a sweet, full-bodied, and fruity taste. Three, two, one, answer. Christian Ale. He nails it to tie it up. John's face. You had no clue. Well, I was thinking about what Mike asked me earlier. Remember, Mike? Oh, yes, that is true. I We had had a good discussion about Christian Bale earlier, but... Uh, and you asked and you still we didn't would know. I know. No, I, that wasn't refer, referring to this. It's his birthday today, so he's yes. been on my mind, um, and he worked perfectly for this game, so on. I utilized him in this game. That's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should have got that one. All right. I'm going to throw this huge apple at you. <laughs> the, no, you're not, because <laughs> you want to eat it. out of it. Yeah. That thing, fight. you could damage could, my face I with could. that. Good. Okay. All right, it's all tied up here. We're tied. We're tied. So close. You have a tiebreaker too, if needed. But here we go. This do-it-all greatest showman, Lemiz X-Men actor is just so unpleasant and disgusting. Three, two, one. Oh shoot! It's that guy. What's his name? This one was a little tough because the actual uh, pronunciation. Hugh Ackman. It, 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 Hugh 
Jackman. Ew, it's Ackman. Jackman. Ooh, Ackman. Oh. Or Ugg Ackman. Exactly. Oh. It's Ugg oh. Ackman. Oh. You take oh the H gun, you get Ugg Ackman. I was a little too slow for that one and wrong <laughs> oh, on the answer. Too. Okay. All righty. So it could come down to this. This could be the thought. You guys liking this? Oh, my God. I love this. Okay, so cool. far, we're tied. Gotcha. And it comes down to this in Dawn. Uh, your last chance. Oh, yeah. Yours, too. Wow. You guys, what did you just say? And how did you just say it? Yeah. This is, yeah. your, last this is your last chance. Final clue. Oh. This White Lotus Season 1 and you, Euphoria star is just delicious, slow roasted and covered in barbecue sauce and grape jelly. Three, two, one. <laughs> and Daya. <laughs> Uh, oh, who 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 plays the uh, one of the daughters in the first season of White Lotus is also in Euphoria. Oh, oh, Sydney Weenie. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> that Sydney Weenie. It is Sydney Weenie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. It is Sydney oh my Sweeney. God. Was that the answer? That is <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking. Jennifer I know. Coolidge. Who well, did I get it right? Well, no, because no, no, you, you got it wrong. You said Zendaya. The correct answer is Sydney Weenie. It was Sydney Weenie. Yes, it was Sydney Weenie. I said Zendaya first. Good old cocktail weenies are covered in barbecue sauce okay. and grape jelly. Okay, yes. great, great. Um, this one we're going to have to ring in or else we're not going to have an answer. So, Don, you're going to get ready to say your name if you know this one. This is the tiebreaker because you're all knotted up after nine. Wait, wait a minute. What now? You're all knotted up after nine. So, I'm going to give you this clue and then you have to ring in. Okay. Okay, the more traditional way. Okay. Say your name to ring in. All right. And then if you get this one if right. If he gets it wrong, do, can yes. I answer? If he gets it okay. wrong, you get a chance to answer. Okay. Yep. But you can ring in first, too. It's up okay. to you. Here we okay. go. This 1946 American Christmas staple is completely fabricated. Dawn. Dawn. It's a wonderful life. Oh, well, no. I, no, you no. said the movie. You, well, I thought it letter. was a movie. It is a movie. No, it, it's it, a well. wonderful strife. <laughs> it's a wonderful Do you have a guess, Bradley? Uh, it, wait, say... No, I, I don't. I don't. You take the F out. It's a wonderful lie. It's oh, completely fabricated. I it was the first letter. You were so close. You were so close. You just said the movie. You just take a letter out. It's got to take a letter out. I had to say something. You want me to just sit no, here? No winner today. No winner today. But it was fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I am telling you. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Dawn, or yeah. should I say on McLean? We'll be back Adley tomorrow. Trainer.